Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 266, the second verse. Teach us to love each other, Lord, as we are loved by thee. None who are truly born of God can live in enmity. Hymn number 266. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And our theme is, Love for God and Man, destroys all sense of envy. And the readings will now be given by Elizabeth from Georgia.
The Bible. Proverbs. A sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. Genesis. And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived, and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not, am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Exodus Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. Galatians For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. James. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. 1 John In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness 
is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother, and wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother's righteous. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. I see no other way under heaven and among men whereby to have one God and man in his image and likeness loving another as himself. This being the divine science of divine love, it would enable man to escape from idolatry of every kind, to obey the first commandment of the Decalogue, thou shalt have no other gods before me, and the command of Christ, love thy neighbor as thyself. On this rock, Christian science is built. Evil was and is the illusion of breaking the first commandment, thou shalt have no other gods before me. It is either idolizing something and somebody or hating them. It is the spirit of idolatry, envy, jealousy, covetousness, superstition, lust, hypocrisy, witchcraft. Whoever demonstrates the highest humanity long-suffering, self-surrender, and spiritual endeavor to bless others ought to be aided, not hindered, in his holy mission. I would kiss the feet of such a messenger, for to help such a one is to help oneself. The demonstration of Christianity blesses all mankind. It loves one's neighbor as oneself. It loves its enemies. And this love benefits its enemies, though they believe it not, and rewards its possessor. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Know ye not that he who exercises the largest charity and waits on God renews his strength and is exalted? Love is not puffed up. And the meek and loving God anoints and appoints to lead the line of mankind's triumphal march out of the wilderness, out of darkness, into light. Whoever challenges the errors of others and cherishes his own can neither help himself nor others. He will be called a moral nuisance, a fungus, a microbe, a mouse gnawing at the vitals of humanity. The darkness in oneself must first be cast out in order rightly to discern darkness or to reflect light. Envy is the atmosphere of hell. According to Holy Writ, the first lie and leap into perdition began with believe in me. Competition in commerce, deceit in councils, dishonor in nations, Dishonesty and trust begin with who shall be greatest, 
If a man is jealous, envious, or revengeful, he will seek occasion to balloon an atom of another man's indiscretion, inflate it, and send it into the atmosphere of mortal mind for other green eyes to gaze on. He will always find somebody in his way and try to push him aside. We'll see somebody's faults to magnify under the lens that he never turns on himself. One can never go up until one has gone down in his own self-esteem. Humility is lens and prism to the understanding of mind healing. It must be had to understand our textbook. It is indispensable to personal growth and points out the chart of its divine principle and rule of practice. Cherish humility, watch and pray without ceasing or you will miss the way of truth and love. Humility is no busybody. It has no moments for trafficking in other people's business. No place for envy, no time for idle words, vain amusements, and all the etc. of the ways and means of personal sense. And what of the hope of that parent whose children rise up against her, when brother slays brother, and the strength of union grows weak with wickedness? The victim of mad ambition that saith, This is the heir, come, let us kill him that the inheritance may be ours, goes on to learn that he must at last kill this evil himself in order to gain the kingdom of God. Envy, the great red dragon of this hour, would obscure the light of science, take away a third part of the stars from the spiritual heavens and cast them to the earth. This is not science. Her contra it is the mortal mind sense, mental healing on a material basis, hurling its so-called healing at random, filling with hate its deluded victims, or resting in silly peace upon the laurels of headlong human will. What shall therefore the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the husbandmen, and will give the vineyard unto others. Who is so great a God as our God, unchangeable, all-wise, all-just, all-merciful, the ever-loving, ever-living life, truth, love, comforting such as mourn, opening the prison doors to the captive, marking the unwinged bird, pitying with more than a father's pity, healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, saving sinners. As we think thereon, man's true sense is filled with peace and power. In Christian science, the law of love rejoices the heart, and love is life and truth. Whatever manifests aught else in its effects upon mankind, demonstrably is not love. We should measure our love for God by our love for man, and our sense of science will be measured by our obedience to God, fulfilling the law of love, doing good to all, imparting, so far as we reflect them, truth, life, 
and love to all within the radius of our atmosphere of thought. Love for God and man is the true incentive in both healing and teaching. Love inspires, illumines, designates, and leads the way. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 179. Love one another, word of revelation. Love frees from error's throng. Love is liberation. Love's way the master trod. He that loves shall walk with God. Love is the royal way. Hymn number 179.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. All are welcome here. And we're so glad for each and every one of you who have joined us tonight. Uh, we're very happy to say that we have a wonderful outreach from our church. Uh, as a result of the many websites and other foreign languages, God's inspired word is reaching people across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, have found God's word, and we're so thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much material to offer, all of which is healing and inspiring, and it comes free of charge and with the love of this church. So please check out our website. There's so much there where you can download for free articles you can read, music you can listen to, and much more to study. I'd like to point out a couple items we're now featuring on the home page of our English website, one of them being the most recent issue of Forum Highlights. And then there's an, also an article on our website that I really feel like I should mention because it's so well done. And it's entitled, the True Method of Healing the Sick. And it was written by John Carroll Lathrop. And uh, I know I found it very helpful, very healing actually, and I highly recommend it. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our round table discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. And we also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And what that means is the students can attend Sunday school by telephone. And in fact, many of them do. It also means that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. 
This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But remember that when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you, one at a time, by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Donna. Donna from Oregon, go ahead. I'd like to share something with you that I heard a very religious man say several years ago before I found the Plainfield Christian Science Church. It stayed with me all this time and has proven to be very helpful. He said he had a friend who was also very religious who prayed two hours every day. Well, his friend's life had become so busy that he found he didn't have enough time to get everything done that he had to do. So instead of praying for two hours, he started praying for three hours every day. I've noticed when I have an especially busy day ahead of me that if I just jump into it with the promise to do my studying later, not only do I not get much done that day, but I also never quite get to my studying either. But when I do my Christian science work first thing in the morning, the rest of my day works out just fine. Of course, our church and practitioners teach us the same thing of how important it is to start our church work when we first wake up in the morning. It's extremely important to make that connection with God before you start your day. Thank you. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. I'm so happy that I have been led to the Plainfield Christian Science Church. This past year, I have learned so much about Christian science. It has changed my life in many positive ways. This summer, I'm grateful to be able to spend a lot of time with my children, who are young adults. Although they noticed a positive change in me, they felt very skeptical about Christian science. They both uh, were very curious and asked me many questions. I was able to give them satisfying answers. I discussed this with my practitioner, who told me how important it is to be a good example and show them through my behavior and actions. This is something I've been working on this summer. About a week ago, my son complained to me about an ingrown fingernail that was extremely painful for him. He said that he was digging and cutting his cuticles to get it out, but it was still there. I didn't say anything but silently prayed by knowing who he was, not my child, but God's child, perfect in every way. And then I forgot about it. Well, a day or so later, he said to me, remember that ingrown nail, fingernail that um, I had? It just disappeared. And he was surprised that I wasn't shocked. And I explained to him how I prayed for that ingrown nail, and I prayed for him and our family every day. And he said, wow, thank you. <laughs> and this may sound like a very small thing, but... And to me, it serves as a great example of uh, Christian science at work. Um, I'm so grateful to my practitioner. I'm thankful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science 
and for all the people at the Plainfield Christian Science Church who work so hard to help people all around the world. Um, and thank you also, Elizabeth, for the readings tonight. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Hello. I would like to express my gratitude for Christian Science and Mary Baker Eddy and the simple yet profound truths that we learn to demonstrate daily. God's law of harmony is governing always and all, and not because we take thought of it or know it, but because it is. We need only bring ourselves in line with that truth. Last week, my dog had a very enthusiastic romping session with my son's dog, after which he seemed to be completely lame. I couldn't help but notice, even though I was not looking or trying not to, that his ankles were very swollen. That material appearance had no power or reality, and I needed to see that his true doghood, if you will, was completely intact and harmonious in spite of this appearance. His expression of life and joy could not be impeded by this lie about him. I went to bed knowing that night that what Mary Baker Eddy teaches us is to look away from these material symptoms or suggestions. We're taught that man and beast alike are spiritual ideas consisting of qualities and not matter. Otis has the qualities of joy, loyalty, spontaneity, appreciation, and love. He could not be deprived of these qualities or the expressing of them. And further, it was my perception of this that needed healing and not Otis's legs. Within a day or two, Otis was back to his bouncy, happy self, the only selfhood he ever really had and the only one that I could see. Thank you so much for the readings and the music and the infinite inspiration on the website. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. Tonight I want to express my, uh, what I've been learning since coming to Plainfield and getting a better understanding of the world around me and the practice of Christian science that has been uplifting my concept of God's creatures, environment, and the world all around. Not too uh, long ago, I was uh, went outside to sit on a warm afternoon in a chair, and I felt a sharp sting. I brushed the area and a stinger off my skin. It was quite painful and startling. I sat quietly to firmly affirm God's power and presence. I recalled past demonstrations I had heard about and knew I did not need to suffer from this. The time outside was to be a blessing. I held to simple prayers taught here, such as declaring God good, and mainly went over the scientific statement of being that can be found in Science and Health on page 468 by Mary Baker Eddy. The initial pain subsided quickly, but there was still a um, tenderness that was uncomfortable. So I went uh, back to my room and started to read one of our recent assignments 
uh, the Herbert Rickey's No Big Power Vita. And I came to this part that said, quote, Here is the 13th lie that animals, birds, etc., as well as man, are made from the ground or matter. Trouble lies in this false belief of material creation. What is your concept of all creatures? What names or natures do you attribute to dogs, cats, bees, spiders, and snakes? Some Christian scientists still see animals as mortal and material. Be sure that you uplift your concept of all of God's creatures, and then they will never harm you. End quote. And that was page 55. I was so grateful for this assignment and the perfect timing of this message. I felt a peace and the pain disappeared and no lingering effects such as I had suffered in the past that sometimes lasted for days. I'm so grateful to be learning how to live this science daily in practical ways and to lift my thought of the world in order to help bless, bless all mankind. I'm so grateful to our kind God, Christ Jesus, our way shower, and Mary Baker Eddy, our leader, my practitioner's instruction here of pure Christian science in this church community. Thank you. Gary. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those uh, fine readings. On, uh, Thou shalt not covet. One of our Ten Commandments. Well, I'm grateful that uh, since becoming a member of this church, I have learned to appreciate rebukes. Uh, before I came to Plainfield, um, I really wasn't capable of rebuking people. I, uh, the thought of telling someone that they were doing something wrong and suffering the consequences of hurting their feelings was just kind of too, too much for me. But uh, when I came to the Plainfield Church, I found that there was a practitioner here who was very good at rebuking me, <laughs> very good at telling me whenever I was doing or saying something that was not right with God. And even though I didn't always appreciate it initially, I learned very quickly to be very grateful for those corrections. And I can honestly say I treasure them now more than just about anything because they showed me when I was being selfish or ungrateful or stubborn or willful or just a jerk. And this, uh, you know, this opening my eyes like that helped me to make some very needed changes in my life and to put the things of God in much higher importance in my life. And I can honestly say that as a result of those rebukes, it has made me a much happier and healthier person. I've learned that giving a rebuke requires a tremendous amount of love. And I have learned to appreciate the love behind rebukes when they are given with love. And I've learned that if I love others, I have to be able to do the same. 
Mrs. Eddy writes in our textbook that, uh, quote, Jesus rebuked sinners pointedly and unflinchingly because he was their friend, unquote. So I'm grateful to the practitioners that I've worked with in this church for their being such good friends to me. So I thank God for Christian Science, for Mary Baker Eddy, and for what is what is lived and taught in this church. And it's so good to be with you all tonight. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. My gratitude tonight is for the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and all that it stands for, teaching Christ's Christianity as Mrs. Eddy discovered and then devoted her life to sharing her discovery. Having been raised in a Protestant church and then being introduced to Christian science as a teenager, I have found over the years in leaving old theology and leaving a Christian science branch church that Plainfield Independent holds the true essence of Mrs. Eddy's labor and dedication in all her endeavor to bring mankind into the understanding of all that Christ Jesus worked to do in saving the world from sickness, sin, and death. He is the way, and Mrs. Eddy knew it and lived it. Plainfield knows it and lives it also, and I am blessed to have found this church, even though I was given warnings about this church. What nonsense! And as soon as I started finding out about Plainfield Christian Science Church, I knew the opinions I had heard were completely false. In the first edition of Science and Health, Mary Baker Eddy wrote, quote, opinions and beliefs have no principle, end quote. I have found that statement to be so true. I moved from another state to be near this church and to follow the Christ to the best of my ability, being unaware of all the blessings I was about to receive. So I thank God for directing me here at Plainfield Independent Christian Science Church for accepting it. Thank you. Thank you. Craig. Thank you, Elizabeth, for those those really very helpful readings. And love is the uh, love should be written on the wall all around this church. I'm sure Mary Eddie would be proud of the way this church has lived. Because ever since I got into this church, I nineteen seventy nine, I felt that I was loved. Didn't know anybody, but I felt that I was extremely loved, and I could depend on it. It felt that way. Well, God has been very good to me. Christian science has been very good to me all these years. And I became a parent, and I just want to give gratitude because I've, I've seen the story of the prodigal son be relived here in his church. My son called yesterday. He had gone away. We haven't seen him in church for a while. But uh, according to the prodigal son story, when the son came back, the father 
hugged him, and wrapped him in his best robe. And the love of God from his church is, to me, is that best robe. There's nothing in the world that can compete with it, or <clears throat> could be superior to it or more satisfying than it. And nobody could want anything less or anything else. So whatever the world says about riches and about, oh, this entertainment or that entertainment, it can't compare to the loving plan that God has and the loving community, sincerity and faithfulness that he has for, for this prodigal son, for everybody that's here. It gives me great hope and <clears throat> that all, you know, his coming back, that he'll just, he'll feel it and know that there's nothing like it and that going away is not something that is to his happiness or benefit. And it's learning about God, listening in humility and going forth bravely will be the most satisfying and fruitful thing that uh, he could do. I thank God that uh, I've been told ever since he left, even before, oh, how great and good a fellow he is and how much kindness he has shown us, even when I couldn't see it. But it helped, because it helped me to remember and to, like Jesus said, see the perfect man or other source sinning mortal man. And this sense healed. So I thank uh, this church and Mary Bancaretti and uh, <clears throat> the bright light that the members give. We know the truth and nothing but the truth. And we see it in our lives. Thank God for this place. Thank you. <clears throat> Jeremy. I'm very grateful for Christian Science, this church, and practitioner support. Before I came to Plainfield, I used to spend a lot of time reading, studying, and researching. For a long time, I felt like I was getting ready for the future, and because I didn't know what form it would take, I just kept searching and learning everything I could. But once I was here, pretty quickly, it became apparent that this was what I was looking for, and I could stop my constant mental wandering. And of course, there's so much for us to read and study here. That was just a big bonus. My homework has been laid out for me, and the people that were here have proved what diligent study can bring. And if I ever have to learn anything new, say for the computer work I do, as an example, my practitioner has taught me how to listen for God to lead me right to where I need to go. I used to be amazed at how much time I saved by listening to God's leading. But after all these years, I now trust in him so much that the only question I ever ask is whether I'm listening just to his voice alone. But when it is from God, it's always a peaceful, confident feeling that accompanies it. I'm so grateful for how we can prove to ourselves the practical nature of Christian science and all we do. And it's wonderful to be a member of this church. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. The July 24th Roundtable 
is really wonderful to work with. I am so very grateful to have been given the absolute truth of Christian science here at this precious church so that we may study and know God. The writings of our early workers here are each one more precious and wonderful than I could have ever hoped. These books are the accounts from pure practitioners who performed life careers in Christian healing through Christian science and whose written accounts give us demonstrable advancement in Christian science. It occurs to me that just as the accounts of the apostles came after the remarkable spiritual career of Christ Jesus, so our early workers' accounts came after the remarkable spiritual career of Mary Baker Eddy. I have witnessed a great many healings since joining this church that I wonder each week which one to testify about. It is our beautiful, loving Father Mother God reigning in my life thanks to the truth that we are taught here. And what an important time in human history to know the truth of God. It really is time to be all in for God, all in for demonstrable Christian science. Thank you so much to our dear practitioners and teachers here who are selflessly teaching and sharing the truth of absolute Christian science. This teaching is the most precious thing because demonstrated healing is the unmistakable beacon declaring that God is here and God's power is unstoppable. Thank you to our loving Father Mother God, to Christ Jesus, to Mary Baker Eddy, and thank you to our early workers for writing such wonderful accounts of the truth. And of course, dearest Plainfield Independent, thank you for preserving the truth for us to study and demonstrate. So much love to you all and good night. Thank you. Florence from Georgia, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth, for the reminder about envy. I was reading something recently that said we are all on God's side, on good side. God sends his light for all mankind, even the just or unjust. So what's the point of being envious? <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. I have a, a beautiful gratitude for someone who's grateful for Christian science in Australia. We write, we learn at Plainfield CS to always put God first, and I have always drawn strength from the passage from Psalms 118, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Knowing this was good preparation for a busy weekend assisting two family members moving house, which involved much lifting, cleaning, packing, loading, assembling. As my wife and I traveled to our first location, 
We rejoice in listening to the roundtable and the lesson sermon on sacrament. Passages from the lesson from Psalms were helpful and inspiring in our preparation. Renew a right spirit within me and restore unto me the joy of the, thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. Webster 1828 defines renew as make new, make fresh or vigorous, and uphold as lift on high to support, to elevate, and to keep from falling. These inspirations melted away any seeming burden of the task of a big daunting moving day ahead, and the day was completed harmoniously with God working upholding us, providing strength, order, joy, safety, plus parking spaces for the moving van where and when needed throughout the day. A later fourth suggestion of Bacchic was also dealt with, as we know that there is no penalty in being of service and doing good works. The excellent Herbert Ricky article, No Big Power Veto, sums it all up. God says there is always perfect locomotion, and in every phase of your experience says that's right. We do not walk with legs, feet, and muscles. We walk with love along the way. We live, move, and have our being in God. We move because he moves. We have perfect self-control because he is the one and only governor of himself and the universe. I'm so grateful to our Father, Mother, God, to Jesus, the way shower, for Mary Baker Eddy, the founder and discoverer of Christian science, and to be a member of Plainfield CS Independent, and for all the practical teaching and abundant resources available on the Plainfield website to honest seekers for truth around the globe. With love, and gratitude to all. Thank you so much for everyone's testimony tonight. Thanks for the readings again and the hymns. And I'm so happy to be here tonight. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, this is Bruce. And uh, I also would like to thank Elizabeth for those really spectacular readings that she read tonight. So good, so appropriate, and everything. And I'd like to, again, extend my thanks for the Plainfield Church and everything that I've learned here. And sometimes the learning experience has been a bit challenging, but it's always been good. And that is okay. I was just reading in uh, Mrs. Eddy's message for year 1902. There was one phrase that she included in there which said about living without clamor for distinction or recognition. And uh, that one struck me. It made me very grateful for this church. It seemed like, you know, I always wanted to do good things, but I always wanted to be distinguished and recognized for it. And that's not so good because it forgets what Jeremiah said in the Bible. He that glorieth, let him glory in this, that he knoweth and understandeth me, that I am the Lord that exercise judgment and righteousness in the earth. So 
I know the most joy that I've ever had is when I've had an opportunity from God and taken it as best of mine I can and just simply thank Him for the opportunity and care not one bit about distinction or recognition. And whenever I've done this, I've always had more joy and more peace and amazingly, more good things have got done, which is I'm very grateful for. So this is a wonderful lesson and I must say that I learned it here at the Plainfield Church, so I'm very thankful for that. Sharon. Three years ago, it came very obvious to me that it was time for me to move out of my apartment. I called a practitioner in this church for prayerful help, and she assured me God had a good plan. I also called a realtor in this church to show me uh, condos. Well, I found one that I liked, but I was outbid. But then I found another one that I really loved, and I knew in my heart it was the right one. But that somebody else outbid me. And when I told the practitioner, she said, God has a good plan, and if it's meant for you, it will happen. But I said, but it's a cash offer, and they always go through. Well, then the next day after praying, I got the thought from God, to stop looking and wait until it was closer to when my lease expired. Well, God had a better plan. The realtor got a phone call that if I wanted that condo that was a cash offer, it was mine. And I was able to get it. Well, I was so grateful because I had never heard of anything like that. Usually a cash offer goes through, but like the practitioner assured me, God had a good plan. I am just so grateful that everything you take to God, there's a right answer, and if it's the right answer, nothing can stop it. God is all-powerful, and the right answers always come from Him. I am so grateful for the practitioner help, the help of the realtor, and just to learn how good of a God we have in Christian science and that it's available for everyone. And I'm grateful for the beautiful readings tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. Lots to read tonight. Um, First is a, a note from Washington State. Hello everyone, you make my day. I love all you do for Mary Baker Eddy and Christian Science and for all of us. I know it's work and I appreciate it. I'm working and praying and studying more because of your church. Bless you all. And then Florida, uh, email. I want to thank you for the wonderful website there is so much inspiration there, and my brief visits refresh me during, during a difficult period. I'm not a Christian scientist, but I have studied it, and I know that it can be a powerful force of good in the world. Best wishes. And then South Carolina, 
please accept the enclosed modest donation in respect for all the amazing and healing work that you all are doing. I'm still finding so much within your website. I'm fairly new to your website and to technology, period. So it's keeping me busy and grateful. Thank you all. A sincere listener from South Carolina. And then Vermont. Greetings, one and all. Enclosed, you will find our monthly check to you as a token of our profound love for God in this church. Finding Plainfield on the Internet, now 20 years ago, was completely life-changing for me. I knew in my heart of hearts that Christian science was the comforter promised in the Bible. After all, I'd been going to Christian Science Sunday School since I was a child. But over the years, I could not understand what was going on in the branch churches, and so I spent a great deal of time scouring the Internet for answers. Step by step, the history of the, Christian, of the Christian Science Church came to light, and I at last found what my heart had been searching for at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, as well as the tough love and pure Christian science teaching that finally put this wandering believer on the right path. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Warmest regards. And then uh, New York. Thank you so much for the association address of, of Herbert Rieke, entitled No Big Veto Power. This association address is filled with truth and so appropriate for now and the turmoils plaguing our country at this time. Very grateful this has been made available for all to read and ponder. Thank you. And then Maryland. I would like to express my gratitude for the reading of Dorothy Rickey's um, article, Immortality Brought to Light, read by Karen. My Plainfield practitioner recommended I study this article months ago, and my little booklet is completely dog-eared and full of highlights, as I strive to understand my immortality as God's daughter, never born into matter, with the audio version, I can listen to this amazing article at any time from my phone. What a blessing. Thank you so much. And then Arkansas. I'm very grateful for a recent Unity Watch on weather from Watches, Prayers, and Arguments given by Mary Baker Eddy. I was led to some articles this morning by Park's Paul Stark Seeley, which I will quote from. In the light of this infinitude, a violent outburst, overheated, angry, dry, annoyed, agitated, chaotic, personal sense, universal false belief, etc., of mindless matter, has no prestige or place. We need not accept as final the predictions of a weather bureau. The meteorologists diagnose the physical conditions and base their forecasts thereon. They make no pretension to, con to, consider it, to consideration of the supremacy of the forces of God. Only the science of Christianity does that. Man individually and collectively lives in the atmosphere of divine science, wherein all conditions of being are held in balance by mind. The spiritual fact is that into this realm 
mortal mind in its phenomena have no entry. And then she writes, very grateful to this church where I'm learning to obey Jesus' commands to watch and pray. Then South Dakota. I've worked recently to memorize the golden text for the week at hand. At first I found this week's golden text a bit challenging, but then I thought about it from the psalmist perspective and realized he was preaching to the faithful with gratitude and warm outreach with words of acknowledgement and exhortation to his fellow saints. I am grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for bringing the Christ Comforter for all and to the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church and the workers therein for your faithful presentation of the love of Christ in your work for the world. Thank you all with gratitude. And now from England. I would like to give thanks to God for an experience I had a few weeks ago. I was driving with my husband and, and we were returning from an errand in my car. Whilst I was waiting for a gap in the traffic to turn at a roundabout, my car was hit from behind by a man in his work stand. Immediately I gave thanks that neither of us were hurt and that there are no accidents in God's kingdom. I got out and spoke with a van driver who was also unhurt, and as we did so, a policeman came past in his car, and we were able to flag him down. So he stopped and came, came to check the situation. And she just goes on to say how every detail of this was under God's control. No one was hurt, and her, her car was fixed quickly, and she was back on the road. And she said that she'd been working with the thought from Psalms that the Lord will perfect all that, all that concerneth me. I am so grateful that I am learning at Plainfield that the one mind governs all situations and we can expect to experience good no matter what the circumstances are that we find ourselves in. I am very grateful to Mrs. Eddy for her tireless work to give her revelation to the world and for finding Plainfield Christian Science Church independent. I am very grateful for all that I am learning and for all the work of the Plainfield practitioners and members of the church family with much love and thanks. And then Hawaii. I am so grateful for all that I am learning at Plainfield, learning that the words of the Bible and the key to the scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy are not just feel-good momentary inspirations, but demonstrable in our human life. Also, that it is just as important to receive and acknowledge God's love in whatever form it comes, as it is to offer it up. Warmest aloha from a not-so-warm Kumwela. It is July, and we are still in jackets, hoodies, and knit caps. Barrel pigs and chickens running rampant through our neighborhood, digging up lawns, flower beds, veggie gardens, send their love to Plainfield also. <laughs> All right. Then I guess this will be the last one <clears throat> from California. Recently I was at the park walking to the play area with my grandson when a young man approached, holding out a paper in his hand and asking if I would accept it. Not knowing what the paper might contain and what conversation this would open up, I hesitated, 
but decided to say yes. He began by telling me how important it was to have faith in God and pray. I told him I was happy that he believed there was a God and that I was even then in a state of prayer. He ignored me so that he could tell me that God punishes the wickedness in man and we basically needed to be ready to witness punishments. That he could tell me about the way that he could tell me about the way to avoid the calamities to come. He looked to me to say something, and I told him that I couldn't agree with him because God is a God of love, not a punisher. I walked on, and as he went his way, he said he agreed with the love part, but that God punished wickedness and the day of reckoning was coming. I thought, goodness, here we are dealing with the exact thought Mrs. Eddy confronted in her time. In my thought, I expressed gratitude for Christian science and its teachings of God's love for man, man made perfect in the image and likeness of God, and that God knew all mankind in this perfect state. It is sin that punishes and destroys itself, and this has nothing to do with God. In the meeting in the park stayed in my thought, and today when I read our Bible lesson on life, a statement from John 12 jumped out. It reads, And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. I had always read this passage to be solely about Jesus' mission in the world, but all of a sudden its meaning opened up to something greater. Jesus was always about his Father's business and his mission to save and not judge came from God. For so long, God had been identified as a judge and a punisher. Jesus changed all of that. He opened a new era of seeing God as an all-saving, loving presence and power, too pure to behold evil. Having been fed with this new wisdom and understanding, I began my day with a smile, knowing that the day held numerous opportunities to bless and be blessed in return because God and the Christ idea were present, engaged in their mission to save. I am so grateful to be here at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent and with my church family. Never in my wildest dreams could I have imagined a church like Plainfield. And then it just appeared and I embraced it. My cup truly runs over, sending loads of love to you all. Okay, I just got the cut it off sign from Gary. <laughs> so um, with that, thank you. Those were wonderful readings. So appropriate, so needed. Thank you very much for them. That idea of envy and jealousy is a, is what do they call it in England? A, a bugger <laughs> and something we all need to handle. So beautiful readings. So grateful to be with you all tonight and have a good evening. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 178. Love is life's true crown and glory. Love the splendor of the light. Truly is God's counsel gentle. Truly all his ways are bright. Jesus knew the law of kindness, healing mind and heart of blindness and in heavenly wisdom taught 
holy works of love he wrought. And number 178.